much for all of you coming this evening. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it glorifies God and it shows how much we love our Savior and how much He means to us. Um, and that's the reason why we're here tonight. Um, it's because we love the Lord and uh, we want to serve Him. And um, that's what I'm doing this evening. So, I'd like to start tonight uh, by sharing a reading from the prophet Isaiah. And it speaks the truth about God's word and, uh, and how he's working in my life. And uh, the fact that I am standing here tonight talking to you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call him while he is near. Let the scoundrel forsake his way and the wicked man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord for mercy to our God, who is generous and forgiving. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. For just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down, and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, Giving seed to him who sows and bread to him who eats. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent. I was adopted from Mercy Hospital here in Cedar Rapids at five days old into a loving Catholic family. Thanks, God. I have an older sister, Beth. We had a typical sibling relationship. We got along most of the time, but we had our days. I grew up in Cedar Falls, Iowa. I have fond memories of camping trips throughout the U.S. with family and friends. The holidays were always a blast getting together with family. I grew up in a great neighborhood with lots of friends, and I enjoyed spending time playing with them. I was blessed to have a home filled with love. I went to Catholic school up until 9th grade. We always attended Mass, which I remember enjoying for the most part, even though I didn't comprehend what was going on. So I, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't change anything. Uh, God bless me with a wonderful childhood. When I got into high school, that's when things started to change. I got involved in drinking and smoking marijuana. Uh, I was hanging around the same corner group of friends. Uh, that I grew up with, we found ourselves experimenting with alcohol and drugs. I took a liking to it. Uh, I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong. Uh, it kind of felt like the Lord. Uh, there was big parties on the weekends when alcohol and drugs are ready, uh, readily available. Um, and I started to distance myself from my family, and I didn't really understand what I was doing. Um, the disagreements and the arguments with my uh, family started to occur. Um, my involvement uh, in school was minimal. I enjoyed PE, and that was about it. Um, I was fairly athletic, but I never really applied myself. Um, and I am upset to go through school. Uh, the teachers were never really able to figure out how to teach me. Uh, so therefore, I didn't receive uh, quality education. Um, I've always been hard-headed. Hard to reach. Uh, I started to lie a lot, uh, thinking it would cover up my behaviors. I didn't have any idea what I was doing to myself or my family. 
and I had no direction or purpose in high school. I was living day to day. But through the substances that I was consuming, uh, that kind of became my way of life. Um, I didn't accomplish much. I simply uh, wasn't able to see what was going on in my life. I know my family and friends were concerned, but all their effort was unsuccessful. And after graduation, until I was about 25, I lived at home. And I worked, and I partied, and I partied, and I worked. Um, the jobs I had throughout those uh, years, I did work hard at. And I'm proud of myself for that. And there were some happy days. Um, I stopped going to church on a regular basis, and that was a bad idea. Um, when I did make it, I felt at peace and home, even though I didn't know Jesus yet. I became involved with the riskier peer group. Uh, since all my friends started moving out their lives, my substance use and frequency started to increase. I started doing cocaine. I found myself stealing and pawning things that did not belong to me. I got arrested for drinking and driving and started my encounters in jail. Losing my license a couple times due to drinking was nothing compared to the lives that I could have taken while I was drinking. And I thank God to this day that no one was in your head. I had, my life had no direction. I was still unaware of what I was doing to myself and to my family. And I was blind to life. And naturally the relationship with my family was difficult during this time. They didn't know what to do with me. I didn't have the capacity to take care of myself. And I remember my dad telling me once, and only once, that I was not going to make to 30 the way that I was going. He was a smart man. I never intentionally did hurtful things. I just didn't know any better. And God blessed my family and me with such kind, loving souls. I'm so very grateful that they did not kick into the curb. Because it probably would have been a death sentence. And I think that they knew that. And towards the last days of living at home, I, had an, I encountered Jesus for the first time. I was laying on my bed on a partly cloudy day looking out the window. I saw a face that started to appear in the clouds. And I asked myself, is this Jesus? And instantly, there was Jesus' face. He was looking right at me. He took up the whole sky. We were face to face. He was crystal clear. It was his face exactly as we portrayed it with the mustache, the beard, and the long hair. I was transfixed on his eyes. I literally could see the whites of his eyes. Jesus and I stared at each other. I've never felt that much peace in my entire life. I had no worries. I had no peace. I had no worries. I had no problems. I just had peace. And it all went away for 10 seconds. Thank you, Jesus. And it's an experience I do hold, uh, hold close to my heart that I don't share with a lot of people because I'm not going to expose Jesus and have people question the validity of the moment. And unfortunately, that encounter didn't change my sinful ways. My time at home was where I was welcome. So I went on a road trip to Florida and I wanted to go to the Daytona 500 and maybe find a light down there somewhere. 
I made it there, but I never found a new life or made it to the race. I had a traffic jam. I didn't have the patience to wait. So I continued driving around with no destination in mind. And I was driving recklessly at high rates of speed. And I was taking over the counter speed paddles at the time. Um, and I had some near-death experiences multiple times where I could have killed myself or other people with my car. I did feel a presence. I felt a knowing force that was guiding and watching over me. I spent a lot of hours and drove many miles around the southern states. A sightseeing, I guess you could call it. And someone told me I had to get out of that fast car or someone was going to die. I would sleep in the car woody areas where I would find a rest stop. And I had no destination in mind. I was going nowhere, literally and figuratively. I discovered I could express myself by writing. And what I wrote was very dark. For the first time in my life, I started having evil thoughts. And the music uh, I was listening to had a huge impact on my behavior. The lyrics supported and promoted my evil thoughts. I saw a lot of country during this trip, and I thankfully made it back home safe without killing anyone to Cedar Falls. And upon returning, uh, things got worse. It was within about a week. I got arrested for creating a disturbance while I was pretty intoxicated and uh, on drugs. And my family and I were banging our heads against the wall because we didn't know what to do. I walked home one day after a night of party because I needed help with my car. I got there and I couldn't even walk in. I knocked on the door and my dad answered. My dad was willing to help as always, but I denied it. I just sat there in the garage and felt ashamed of myself for the way that I treated my family all those years. Let me tell you, man, I felt terrible. It was a bad day. It was the first time, the first time in my life I realized I needed to grow up and take care of myself. The veil was lifted. Thank you, man. It was clear I needed to move out. And I had a long walk of guilt and shame back to my car on that warm, sunny day. My family loved, helped, and prayed for me always. That's my family. I started living at friends' houses, homeless shelters, or sleeping rooms. I maintained employment, which I always did. When I was stable enough, even in the midst of my addictions, and the money I would earn, I would party with, hard, or maybe give to someone to maintain shelter. Um, it didn't take long before I, began, before I began downhill spiral, and I was sinking further into nothingness. My behavior and decision, and decision started to deteriorate, and I quickly found myself drawn away from family and society. I was ashamed of myself, and suicidal thoughts started. I became fearful of being around people I knew because I did not want them to see me the way that I was. And how sad that my family and Jesus loved me so much that I wasn't able to receive it. 
The holidays were the worst. I was living in the same town as my family, but I couldn't reach out to be with them because of my daily alcohol and drug use. I was a wreck. Words can't describe how I felt. My ability to function in society as the years went by was erratic at best. I was tore up on the inside, and I found a lot of comfort through the substances. One day, as I was laying on the couch in the place I found to stay at, I saw two big black boots in the sky with a three-pronged pitchfork alongside the right boot. And I knew Satan was rapidly exposing himself to me. It happened in a split second. He was ready to show himself to me completely. And I looked away and I said no. I knew what was going on. It was clear I had to make a decision because the devil was ready to consume me. But God gave me the grace and the strength to look away and say no. Praise God. It was a very real experience. And no, I wasn't under the influence of anything. There is an adversary out there, and he is called Satan. After that, things didn't get better. Still not attending church or even thinking about my faith. Actively still using a lot whenever possible. I don't know if there's 25 hours in the day because I would have used for 25 hours if there was that many hours in the day. I started relying on government assistance, soup kitchens, and spending days preoccupied with thinking of ways to die. Life was horrendous, and uh, I was surviving in agony. I was physically hungry. Food was a blessing every time I got my belly full. I would go and travel to great lengths to find food. And my heart breaks for those who are starving to death. I can only imagine. Let me tell you, being homeless is no joke. Not knowing where your next meal, shower, or place to sleep will be, you quickly lose hope. There are many days, if I have a quarter to my name, a full belly, and a safe place to sleep, I was lucky. After many years of surviving in misery, I had the brilliant idea of going to Kansas City to jump in the Missouri River and drown. I received a voucher for a bus ticket. I had a bottle of booze ready to get drunk and die. That's how bad it was. I got down there that night, I got drunk, and I spent the night in the woods. Not able to follow through with my plan, thankfully. The next day, I found my way to a homeless shelter, and I had everything I owned with me, one bag. I was the only white guy in there, and I was feeling so lost. And to my amazement, a homeless guy I knew from the Catholic workhouse in Waterloo 
where I spent a lot of time was there. We got to talking, and he asked me if I wanted to go find work. We went to a temp agency in downtown Kansas City. I filled out an application, and I was working by that evening. That guy was an angel, and his name was Big Fred. This was not a coincidence. I went down to kill myself and ended up with a job the next day. God is amazing. There was a lot of violence around me, and I survived on the streets, and no one ever laid a hand on me, even though I had close encounters. I was sleeping in hallways of apartment buildings, old abandoned houses, homeless shelters, or outside somewhere. I remember one morning waking up as I lay there in front of the church by the front door covered with newspapers as people started to come into church. I wonder if they prayed for me. I wasn't able to. And somehow I would save enough money to get a hotel on the weekends where I would drink and I would try to regroup. And once in a homeless shelter that had a chapel, they um, did an altar call. And I felt God calling me. I said, come up here, Tony. I couldn't move. I was frozen. But my heart and my soul went up there. I felt God's love that day. I look back and I see the hand of God and the whole experience and how He carried me how he sheltered me. And that is our Savior at his best. I left Kansas City after being there for about six weeks. I took a bus to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I had enough money for a hotel for one night. The next day, I found a homeless shelter where I could stay at for about a month. I found a job. I saved me enough money to get to sleep. And I partied a lot. I was very reckless, drinking until I blacked out, which was very normal. Anytime that I was drinking or doing drugs, I was going to do as much as I possibly could to where I would have bouts or hours and uh, days, not necessarily days, but half days where I don't know, I don't remember what was happening. Uh, I was pretty bad. I could consume very large amounts of alcohol and drugs. And stability didn't last long because of my substance abuse. I wasn't able to hold down jobs. And I started relying again on government assistance. And I became extremely lost. And I started to want to die every single day. And I enjoyed fantasizing of ways to kill myself. I went and bought a 12-gauge shotgun, and I'd sleep with it loaded. It comforted me at the time, just knowing that if I pulled the trigger, all the pain would be gone. I was suicidal for over 10 years, and sometimes worse than others, when I couldn't function. Uh, I'm here to tell you, trust me, there was some dark days. And the cycle continued. 
I was hungry. I was angry. I was extremely lonely. And I was extremely tired. And I was in and out of jail. And while on probation, I went in and saw my probation officer drunk from drinking the night before. And he sent me to jail for two weeks. I got out, and within three weeks, I got a public intox ticket. So I had the option of trying to hide that from my probation officer or be forthright with him. I went in and I told him what happened, and I asked him, please don't send me to jail. He went to talk with someone, and I thought, here we go, going to jail again. He came back and told me I was going to an intensive outpatient class, and he put me on antibuse which is a substance that if you drink while you're taking it, you become violently ill, and I never did test that theory. <laughs> and this was a last chance class. My only options from there were extensive jail time or death, and deep down I knew that. And I hit my rock bottom. Man, that took a long time to achieve. I attended the class three times a week. I managed to get three or four weeks of sobriety under my belt with the aid of the antibuse. I had started to get off the drugs because my urine was being tested weekly to see if I was using drugs. It was after my full treatment of antibuse, I came out of the hospital and I was riding my bike up 8th Street right over there by Mercy Hospital when I heard Jesus call my name. He simply said in the most gentle, clear voice, Tony, life is going to be okay. And instantaneously, I felt cleansed, I felt healed, I felt pure, and made a new creation. My self-induced prison of 17 years, where no visitors were allowed, had vanished, and I was alive. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And in my heart and soul, I could feel that it was over, and I would be okay. I received all His mercy, grace, and love that day, and I listened. And as a result, I had 10 years clean on September 30th of this year. God's amazing. By His grace, I have had zero temptations or desire to go back to that lifestyle. And the thoughts of suicide, they disappeared. That moment changed my life forever. He touched me in the most intimate level that is humanly possible. He saved my life. And I think back, and I'm so blessed to have been baptized and confirmed in the Catholic Church. It sealed the deal. I was sealed with the Holy Spirit. And I truly believe 
That is why I was sustained through all those years with the things that I did. And of course, the prayers of loved ones. And my life took off. The Lord led me to a spiritual director, who I still see to this day. I started attending church sporadically. My parents, my sister, and her family welcomed me right back into their lives, back into their homes. Praise be to God. They went out of their way to provide me with anything I needed to move forward. And at times, it was tough. They had moved nine hours away. But we made it work. We got to see each other quite a bit. This was such a blessing. My parents and I got to spend two years of nothing but good times together. Before a sudden illness took my mother to heaven. Peacefully delivered from life, family by her side, smiling, caring, laughing, engaging others, never judgmental, heart forgiving infinitely, praying eternally. Finally, God promised us we'll meet again. Center of her soul, love, love, love. That's my mom. The greatness of God's love, mercy, and the power of the cross allowed my mother to see her prayers answered. Don't ever, ever underestimate the power of prayer. Without a doubt, I know that's why I'm standing here talking to you tonight. Brothers and sisters in Christ, because of God's love and the prayers of loved ones, no one was going to change me. God did what He's best at saving souls, and making his kingdom a better place. I had a job at Elmcrest Country Club. They stuck with me through my addiction. No more drugs, no more booze, nothing. How cool is that? And through him, 
before him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. It has been such a beautiful, gentle, loving, smooth relationship. Deeper into a deeper relationship with God and his family. And I love our blessed mother. And as my relationship with her continues to grow, I can feel the power of the Holy Rosary when I recite it. And I seek her comforting grace and love. I stopped listening to all music with an evil message. And I found myself listening to spirit-filled, Christian, life-giving music. That was a huge, huge change. I started reading Christian books, the Bible being one. I found myself going to church on a regular basis, which has led into daily things. And the best part of waking up is praising and serving God. The Lord started convicting me of my sins and making it clear the things He did not want me to do anymore. I started to feel disconnected from God when I did things that offended Him. And that led me to confession. And confession took my faith and my life to a whole different level. I started studying about what confession meant and then understood that all my sins would be forgiven and I could be made pure and holy. And that is what my heart and soul desire. I can be one with Christ. It strengthens me to turn from sin. I will run to confession and know that I'm doing things that displease God. And I seek His mercy and His love. What an awesome sacrament. And it didn't happen overnight. It took me a while to get the courage up to confess my sins to a priest. But I came to understand that I was confessing them to God and not the priest. And that is what God wants us to do. And on your tables, you have a pamphlet here that speaks some about confession. And this is, this is my hand-picked gift to you guys. Um, please take this home and read it and allow the Lord to talk to you, to speak to you. This helped change my life. Goes into some Ten Commandments. They're commandments, they're not suggestions. I started listening to what the priests were saying and following their advice. And for the first time in my life, I understood the meaning of the scriptures. So whatever one I read now pretty much becomes my favorite. It's so awesome. With the, uh, with the availability of all the churches in this community, there's no excuse not to receive the sacraments on a regular basis. If not daily, the Catholic Church has a wonderful job of giving us the opportunity to 
experience uh, Christ in the deepest way possible, and that is through the Eucharist, and it's free. Take advantage of that. Um, really, let's take advantage of that. The Eucharist is awesome. And then there's adoration. Uh, that's another free will offering that shows the greatness of our Creator. And I challenge you, go spend some time in front of the Blessed Sacrament in adoration. And you come and talk to me in one week and you tell me your life hasn't changed. The Holy Spirit started talking to my heart and calling me to adoration. And the time that I spend there, without a doubt, is the best time of my day, the best part of my day. Um, I feel at home. Uh, I feel at peace. I feel free. I feel free. I feel safe. I have zero concerns. Take advantage of that, people. The Lord wants us, man. And you can become one. You can become one with Christ. Father Ivan gave us all the opportunity to take advantage of that. And to not do that, that's, that's our loss. Our God is so gentle, smooth, forgiving, and forgiving, and right on time, Every single time. He's right on time. Every single time. He's loving. He's peaceful. And the best part is that he has a great sense of humor. Because he made me. <laughs> so in closing, I really I want to thank you all. Without a lot of you having prayed for me, I wouldn't be here right now having the opportunity to stand in front of you and speak about what God has done in my life. God is amazing. So I ask you, Please continue to love and pray for one another and trust that the Lord will bring us home. And now, I'm going to go love me some Jesus. And as I leave you, please sit back and enjoy this video really speaks to my heart in peace and God bless.